0: What the fuck is up, you guys? Happy Tuesday, happy ho-day. I don't know why I'm in such a good mood lately. Actually, that's not true, we all know why. (laughs) I am finally back to having consistent good sex. And I'll tell you something, there is no mental health substitute for good dick. There just isn't, I mean. Especially having gone through the amount of bad sex that I have to finally get to this point and thinking that I had lost it forever and it's back and I'm thrilled, but there's a few problems that come with this particular situation and I'm not here this week to talk about Fox's horse cock or how well he plows my pussy, but... I have some concerns, (laughs) okay? And I know everyone in my life is so sick of hearing about all the sex I'm having with Fox, especially best friend. And I get it after having told him that he's bad in bed and then going on to brag for months on end about the sex that I'm having and how much I'm coming and just how great the sex is. Like, yeah, I get it. I get how that would feel really shitty. Um, But I I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'm just so sexually satisfied. I just can't stop talking about it. It's insane. But there is something weird. Now, when Fox and I got back together, we obviously jumped right back into our very consistent sex life, obviously. But while emotionally... Fox has been better than ever. I mean, better than back when he gave me the ultimatum, better than when we first started fucking, better than when we first met, when he still was emotionally laying things on pretty thick. This way that he's been since we got back together is even better than all of that, which I, I could not be happier about. And we're still having a ton of sex. But I feel like it's starting to not get stale. But the first time that we dated, we had crazy, like rough, aggressive sex. And I mean, that's my thing. Like, I love the fact that I am with someone who can fit that alpha male role that I crave so well. But lately, it's kind of starting to get a little more On the vanilla side, I hate using that word, especially with Fox, because it's not. It's not vanilla. It's just compared to what it was, it's different. It's more kind of like ordinary, typical couple sex that is sometimes a little rougher than normal, I guess. And that's concerning to me. Um, not that I'm worried about our attraction to one another because it's still very, very strong and we're still both equally initiating sex constantly. It's just like, I want to be like choked and slapped and fucking (laughs) fucked through a wall. And I brought this up to Fox shortly after we got back together and I was like, Hey, like we haven't had rough sex in a while. And he's like, you know, I was just thinking about that too and in my mind that translated to okay cool so we're going to start having rough sex again and then that didn't happen so i have decided rather than to label this as a lost cause we're going to bring it back we're going to try some shit um i actually recently made an online purchase that i have never made before this is a first for me and it's something that he jokingly i think jokingly brought up but like fuck it. I don't I don't fucking care whatever. So, online at Adam and Eve, you can find a like choke collar and leash, which the idea of it makes me laugh because I'm like what am I supposed to do? Like am I supposed to like bark? Like I don't I don't know how to navigate this particular area of a not really sex toy, but sex tool. I guess cuz I've never used it before, I've never purchased it before, I've never really thought about it before because it seemed so outside of where my kink lies, I guess. But fuck it. Like we are both such open-minded people. I don't think there's anything I could present to him that he wouldn't be like, "Yeah, okay, sure, let's try it." So he I, he doesn't even know that this thing is in transit to my house as we speak. I'm hoping it gets here soon, but (laughs) it'll be an interesting little surprise one night to just be like, oh, hey, by the way, remember what you said. (laughs) I'll let you know how it goes. Um, Maybe I'll get like some like costume dog ears to put on to just really set the mood, put out a bowl of dog food for myself. It'll be a good night. So while things have been overall toned down, a bit. There is something that happened the other day that as much as I don't want to admit, especially since Fox doesn't know this, or at least I don't think he does. It's really disturbing and disgusting, but I just I have to share it because it's so fucking crazy and this has never happened to me before. But we were getting ready to have sex. We were downstairs, in the living room and we got to a point where he was all but like face fucking me. So I have this strategy that I use for dicks that are above average size because I know there's only so much that can go in before I'm going to like not gag in the sexy way but like puke gag. So I always keep a little bit of my hand at the base just so I have a little bit of a buffer zone so that things don't cross over from sexy to disgusting at mock speeds. And I was doing this or trying to do this and he I don't remember if he moved my hand or if we kind of like changed positions, but that buffer was gone. And I remember like trying to you know, remember like, okay, breathe through your nose. You're going to be fine. This is going to be okay. And thank God he stopped like just in time and was like, hey, like let's take this upstairs. And I was like, great. I have to run to the kitchen real quick. I'll be right up. And he goes upstairs. I went to the kitchen and had to fucking puke into a paper towel because I was terrified of him like hearing it or seeing it or whatever. So my knee-jerk reaction was to like go to the trash can and puke, but I'm like, oh my God, no, like he's going to like see it there or it's going to like echo or something. So yeah, for the first time in my life, I sucked dick so hard I threw up. So that's awesome. And I ran upstairs. Thank God he wasn't in the bathroom because I had to like brush my teeth and gargle some mouthwash quick so that like there was no suspicion and everything was fine after that. And I got into the bedroom. Thank God. I didn't know what was happening at first because it was really dark. But he ended up almost immediately when I got into the room strapping a fucking ball gag on me. And I have never been so thankful because I'm like, oh my God, thank God. He's not going to stick his dick in my mouth. Not that I'm against it at all. We all know this. But at that particular moment, I'm like, okay, The seal has already been broken. Like all I need is for him to put his fucking dick in my mouth and I just puke all over it. So thankfully that did not happen. Okay. So I have made it abundantly clear that I'm very happy with my sex life. I'm very happy with Fox. We have fantastic sexual chemistry, which is why I'm a little confused on something that happened the other night other than puking from choking on his dick. So – Might have been the very next night, or maybe two nights later. But either way, we were in bed, we were sleeping together. It was the middle of the night, and out of nowhere, for no fucking reason, and I don't understand this, and I'm I'm mortified. I was kind of like half waking up, and he was trying to finger me, I think, but I was so. Not really fully with it, that I fell right back to sleep. It was, I was awake for maybe 10 seconds. And I don't know if it was like the sexual stimulation while pretty much still being asleep that caused this. But I ended up having a sex dream, which I rarely have ever. There are very, very few times that I've had sex dreams. And typically when I have them, it is with the person that I am currently having sex with. So like I, I've had one with Fox. I actually had one with Best Friend, but it was more like a PTSD flashback. Like they're not always good. Okay. <laughs> like it's not like, oh, I had really good sex with someone so now I'm dreaming about them. Like sometimes it's it's not good. Um, But I have had sex dreams about – three maybe four different people up until this night they just they just don't happen for me i ended up having the most awkward sex stream of my life now it was more of like a trailer it wasn't like a full blown like 30 minute porno it was probably like 20 seconds and i feel so bad saying that but I had a sex dream about blowjob guy. And again, I am mortified. I I don't know why. I don't understand why. We've never hooked up. We've never done anything. We have strictly been friends for the past few years. But I I don't know how to process this. Like I'm the kind of person who I think everything means something or everything is like. It, foreshadowing something, not saying that I'm going to have sex with a guy. I'm not, but I, I don't, I don't get it. So I, if anyone knows anything about dreams or like analyzes dreams or anything like that, please let me know because there is no, there's nothing there. Like there's no reason for me to have had this very, very short, very, very brief dream, but it happened. And it was literally just like twenty seconds of penetration, and that was it. Like it was done. So I don't, I don't really understand. But I remember waking up, and I rolled over, and I saw Fox, and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's gonna know. He's just gonna, he's gonna be able to read my mind. He's, he's gonna know, and this is gonna be so bad." And I, I pretty much just like cheated on Fox in my dream, <laughs> and I feel so much guilt. But like, I just, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm very embarrassed to admit this, but that was my kind of little shocking moment of the week. Um, I really couldn't tell you much detail because like I said, it was so brief, but I am still suffering from that and I I think I'm going to need two therapy sessions this week. Now, I opened up this week for questions on social media and I've gotten a lot of fucked up responses. I probably should have specified that I meant questions about sex in general, not me personally, but that's bad on me for not putting that little disclaimer out there. There's a lot of questions I'm not even going to entertain. But one of the most popular questions that's been asked is when slash if I'm starting an OnlyFans. If you have not listened to episode one, please go do so. You can hear all about my failed porn experience. No, uh, there, there will be no OnlyFans. I've said it before. I will say it again. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not gonna jump back into that shit show. I'm good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I had a question that confused me at first, and it was asking why girls use animal shaped dildos. And I had to think about this for a little bit. I think I know what they're referring to unless there's something out there that I don't know about, but there are vibrators that are called like the jackrabbit, the dolphin, there's like butterfly ones. It's not the actual part itself that goes inside of you. They typically have an attachment that is shaped as one of these animals and it vibrates and Like stimulates your clit. So it's not like an actual dildo to go inside of you. It's just an add on to the, I mean, it's usually a vibrator, not a dildo, but that's what it's for. If that's what this person is talking about, which I I think it is, but I remember when I first started buying and using sex toys, like the jackrabbit was the big thing and it had like the little bunny ears. But I ended up buying the dolphin which I think I got at like Spencer's or some shit. It was so terrible. And it had like these moving beads inside of it, like in the actual like dildo part that was supposed to like, I don't know, cause some sort of stimulation. But like it was it was just horrible. It was a horrible experience. This was also like 10 years ago. So I'm sure technology wasn't that great back then. But yes, as far as animal dildos, I, I think that's where we're going with that. It's all about the clit. It's always about the clit. Another question I got, and I, since I've started the podcast, probably get this DM once a week at least, and it is asking how to get your girl in the mood or how to get her to sleep with you more. Let me start by saying I do not condone manipulating your way into sex at all. If somebody does not want to have sex, then you are not having sex with them but I understand people can fall into like sexual ruts or slumps or maybe, you know, there's some girls that are just more difficult to, you know, get going. Foreplay is always important. I think that's common sense. So usually when people ask me this, I assume that's already been attempted, but guys are also pretty stupid. (laughs) So if you haven't tried that yet, Ease into it. Like, don't just try to rip her pants off and shove your dick in. Like, you have to go in steps, be romantic, set the mood, turn down the lights, light a fucking candle, do something to put her in the mood. But at the end of the day, this is a very personal thing. This is very unique to each person. Different things turn on different people. So, this is something if you are dating someone, that you should be able to talk to them about. You know, you need to have a conversation and find out first of all what turns them on and if there are any problems. For all you know, she could have some sort of like painful disorder, she could have fucking like pelvic inflammatory disease and you have no idea and it, you know, physically hurts her to have sex or something along those lines. Maybe she's in a mental health slump and the last thing she's thinking about or wanting is sex. Like you have to take yourself out of it for a minute. And guys are so quick to assume one of two things. Either the girl is a prude, which nine times out of 10 is not true, or that she does not find you attractive any longer or she's fucking somebody else. Chances are none of those things are true. There is probably some issue that you – never thought about that you never knew about that she's never talked to you about probably because you're an idiot thinking she's fucking other guys you need to sit down and have the conversation there's no universal thing that's going to turn all girls on there's no you know magic wand that you can wave you have to work through it together you have to figure out what she likes just like women should be finding out what the men that they're with like too like this is a two-way street But it is really personal. It's a very hard question to answer, other than making sure you're using foreplay, making sure you're setting the mood environmentally. But most importantly, you need to be able to talk about it. If you can't talk about sex to the person you're fucking, you should not be fucking them. Okay, next question Who hurt you? (laughs) Who hasn't? (laughs) Okay, next. Okay, so this one. I'm really excited about. This is for the girls. How do you avoid razor bumps in the bikini area when shaving? So this is something I struggled with for years and I know a lot of women do or at least have. Obviously, the number one solution to this is laser hair removal, which I tried and I ended up reacting very harshly to it. I know it's not an option for everyone like medically. I know it's not an option for everyone financially. It is a very expensive procedure to have done. So I have almost perfected the science of shaving and trying to keep everything smooth. It's not 100% perfect, but it's come a long way from where I've been. It is about 20% prep work and 80% aftercare. So number one. You always want to exfoliate. And when I say exfoliate, I mean up top on the pubic mound region. That's where you want to exfoliate. You can go into like the crevice of the legs, but you don't want to go like inside the lips because then uh, you're just setting yourself up for all kinds of nightmares. So you definitely want to exfoliate first. I have switched over, I have completely ditched all shaving cream, all shaving gel, all shaving foam, and I have gone strictly to coconut oil. So anything that I shave, my legs, my underarms, my bikini, it is all with coconut oil and it makes such a difference. It's such a smooth, close shave. And especially my legs, I've noticed, like I have never been smoother. And Fox will comment like, oh my God, like your legs are so smooth. Now, granted, since I've had or since I've started having sex really consistently, like I'm shaving pretty much every day, but this can go for anyone. So after you exfoliate, whatever you're shaving, again, these tips can go for your legs too. Then you're going to want to take the coconut oil. Of course, this should go without saying, but this is somewhere that a lot of people make the mistake. Make sure your razor blade is not dull. I subscribe to Billy Razors, so I get I think it's four um, razor head replacements every month, which works well for me. So it's about a week per razor. And even with me shaving just about every day, I don't have any problems. Great close shave, not sponsored. (laughs) But make sure that you are changing your razor or your razor blade regularly. I have completely taken disposable razors out of the equation. They just suck. And once in a while, I would find one that was really good. But I felt like the more I would use it, it just – I don't know if like my skin had a reaction to it or like it became immune. I don't know how that works. But I have had the most luck with just replaceable razor heads. So you're going to want to take a large glob of coconut oil, slather it all over. Again, even with this, I wouldn't go up in. I would just go up top and around like the sides. Everyone always says, don't shave upwards. Shave in the direction that the hair grows. And I do that first, but with this method, I am able to then go in a second time and shave upwards. You want to be careful. You don't want to go crazy. I'm very gentle about it, but it is possible. Now, once everything is shaved and good to go, rinse everything off, rinse off like any excess coconut oil, and you're going to take baby oil in the shower. And for my legs, like I just slather it all over, but in the bikini area, same rule of thumb, top and sides, and you're going to rinse it off within seconds. Like let it set for like five seconds or so, enough time to like put the cap back on the baby oil and put it away, and then rinse it off in the shower. Once you get out and towel dry, immediately you're going to take a product that's called Tend Skin. That's Tend, T-E-N-D, like tending to your skin. Soak a cotton ball with it and you're going to swipe it all over the top part of your, again, your like pubic mound. You can go in the sides. I don't. That's not where like my problem area is with razor burn. It's more up top. I'm going to forewarn you. It's going to burn. Not terribly, but you're going to notice it. And it gets better the more you use it. It's just that initial shock that you just have to tough it out. And as soon as it air dries, it's gone. It's not like it lingers or anything like that. I like use my hand to like fan dry it, and I'm good within like 30 seconds. Now I have also tried this product on my underarms because that's an area that gets irritated for me too. For whatever reason, it burns like a bitch there. So I don't do it often, but if you can tolerate it, go for it, it works. Once that's dry, you're going to go in. Now, I, whenever I'm shaving my vagina, I am shaving my legs too. I take just a plain white lotion, unscented, that has aloe in it. I like to use the Vaseline brand. It's like a green bottle hydration with aloe, I believe it is. I pump a few pumps of that into my hand and then take some witch hazel. And mix it in and then slather all over my legs. I have not had razor burn on my legs in years by doing this method. And then I'll also take a tiny bit of that mixture and put it on the top, up on the top of the bikini area. All of this together, it fucking works. I'm telling you. I don't know how. It is a little bit of a lengthy process, but it is so worth it in the end. You now, when I first started using the Ten skin, I would like shave at night. I would do this, and then the next morning, I would put another layer of the ten skin on. Sometimes you have to use it a couple times. It doesn't It's not always like a once and done. But also keep in mind, I'm shaving every day, so I'm also using it every day. But that has been such a godsend. Okay. now that everyone has a clear visual of me shaving my vagina in the shower, We can move on to the last question, which is when is an appropriate time to start sending nudes? So I hate to sound sexist, but I do think that this is gender specific. My reason for that is us women have more to work with. We don't have to give everything away in the first picture. And guys are kind of limited. I mean, they can send... Like shirtless pics, they can send the whole like dick cover up pick, and then they can send dick pics. Like they're pretty limited. It's pretty much all about the dick and the body too, but there's not a whole lot to work with. As women, I mean, we can do sexy outfit pictures, we can do lingerie, we can do implied nudes, we can do like the nudes with like the cover up, we can do tits, we can do ass, we can do pussy, we can do videos which I mean, men can too. Actually, I don't think I've ever (laughs) gotten a dick pic and masturbated to it, but I will say I do find the videos super hot, especially the cum shots. There's just something about it that's so much hotter than just staring at a still image of a dick because like, what am I getting from that? Especially if I've already fucked you and know what your dick looks like. Like, I don't know. I just think videos for men are much better, but it all Depends. I mean, I am all for getting a preview of what I'm getting myself into and I've been (laughs) disappointed so many times when I haven't gotten a dick pic before I've hooked up with a guy and then once we have sex, I realize he has like a micro penis. Now, with that being said, I mean, I don't want dick pics thrown at me like in the introduction of us beginning to talk. Like, There is a period of time to feel it out and make sure you're both on the same page, that you both are looking to possibly hook up with each other or that that sexual attraction is there. You don't want to just like use a dick pic as your opener. But I do think that the nudes or implied nudes should come from the female first. A, because you can start in a much more like soft core scenario. And I feel like that's almost an invitation. Like if a girl is sexting you or you're talking about sex, or you're talking about hooking up and then she's sending you pictures, there is less of a chance that she's going to be offended by you sending a dick pic or some sort of picture that's you know, in the category of sexy versus you just exchanging words and then just throwing a dick pic at her. Now, granted, if she sends you a fucking selfie and you're like, oh, that's my opportunity to send a dick pic. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, But it is kind of specific to each situation. But I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb. Like if she hasn't sent you anything yet, don't send a dick pic. Just, just don't because chances are she's, she's going to save it and use it in the future to make fun of you or she's going to ghost you. You need to kind of wait it out. And again, I, I do believe that it's good to have a preview before you hook up just so that there's no surprises. But with editing, with filters, with all of that, Sometimes it's hard to even know that that for sure is what you're going to get. I guess that's harder with dick pics. I mean, if you really wanted to trick someone, you you could edit it to make it look bigger. But I don't think I've ever gotten an edited dick pic. I mean, I I would appreciate the dedication, but like, what's the point? Like, she's going to know. If your end goal is to hook up with her, she's going to know. And keeping on with the trend of nudes, a lot of people these days like to send nudes or videos through Snapchat. And the thought process behind that is, well, people are less likely to screenshot it because the sender will get an alert and then it creates an awkward situation and no one wants to be called out. However, in theory, that's true, but there are ways around it and I've done it myself where I'll get a picture, through snap or a video. It's more so the videos that I do this for on occasion, just because like I said, dick pics don't really do much for me. Like it's, it's a nice surprise in the right situation, but like, I'm not going to look back on it for weeks, fucking rubbing my clit to it. But I have been guilty of opening snaps and then using my iPad to take a picture of it, to save it. And obviously there's no way for anybody to know that and I've accepted the fact that this has probably happened to me too, and my nudes are probably out there with people that I don't even know. And it is what it is. You have to accept when you send anything that it could end up anywhere. Just because you're not posting it publicly to the internet, just because you're not on Pornhub, it doesn't mean it can't fall into somebody else's hands or that it can't be saved. But if you are confident enough in yourself and your body and your pictures, it shouldn't fucking matter. If if you are genuinely concerned about it, don't send them in any way, in any platform. It can always be safe no matter how safe or how temporary you think it is. It's simply not true. There's always a way around it. But the best advice I could give against having your nudes leaked or shared or whatever is to have that confidence. Because if you are proud of your nudes and you're proud of your body, what damage does someone think they're going to do by leaking your nudes? Typically, when nudes are leaked, it's out of a malicious intent and it's to hurt you or embarrass you. But if you're not embarrassed by your body, what what are they going to get out of it? And you need to make that known. That doesn't mean you need to be a cocky asshole about it. But if somebody is aware that you're fine with your body and you don't care who sees it, I guess, they're going to be much less likely to leak it because there's nothing there for you to be embarrassed about. Now, I know I said that was the last question, but there is one other question that came through and I was hesitant to answer it because it is something that's a bit of a sensitive subject for me. Shocking, I know. Um, But I do feel... Like I owe it to that person to answer it. And it's something that deserves to be talked about. I was asked how to gain confidence generally, especially with looks. And I post a lot of thirst traps. I post a lot of sexy pictures. I talk about sex publicly in a podcast, but I didn't get to that point of being able to do that overnight. It took years and years of therapy. And I know that people think I joke about the fact that my therapist needs a raise. I'm 100% serious. I wholeheartedly believe in therapy. I think everyone, regardless of how positive of a place that they're in in their life, I think everyone should be in therapy. It's just such a nice space to get clarity and to dig into things that could turn into a problem that right now seems super small. It's just such a great tool to have. So that's a large part of where the confidence came from. And I still struggle with it. I struggled to start this podcast. I was terrified for many reasons, but it was something that I was passionate about. It was something that I knew I needed to do for myself. And it was something that I tried to do previously and was told not to. In essence, I was told it was a stupid idea. I would fail It was from the person I was with at the time. And they told me that they would leave me if I did it because I would be talking about sex. And I got to a point where none of the noise mattered. Nobody else's voice mattered to me, but my own. And that takes time, sometimes a lot of time. So there's no magic cure. And I feel like I'm saying this for like all of the questions I'm being asked, but there is no magic cure that will just make you wake up confident one day. You have to work on yourself. And I became most confident during the times that I was single because I feel like when I'm in a relationship, I am all about the other person and I take the time and the effort that I should be putting into myself and bettering myself into that person. So when I was single, during those periods of time, I think that's where I made the most headway. So you need to get into a place where you can focus maybe not a hundred percent, but as much as you possibly can on yourself without any other distractions. And eventually you will learn to shut out people who bring you down, who break your confidence, who kill your self-esteem, but it has to come from you working on yourself and telling yourself over and over and over that you can do whatever the fuck you want, that you are good enough. And if there's something that you want to do, there's something you want to post, whatever, just do it. What is the worst that can happen? I, to this day, post some of the sexiest pictures that I am most confident in and I'll still get shitty DMs. I'll still get hate, but it doesn't stop me from doing it at this point because I have worked so hard on myself through therapy and through just taking the time, taking the self-care steps that I needed to, to not give a fuck. And this is something that I argue frequently about with best friend because he has a lot of self-esteem issues that He is older than I am significantly, still at this point in his life hasn't really addressed or I think really tried to fix. For a lot of people, it's easier to brush things under the rug and it's easier to pretend that issues aren't there, but they are. And when they come out, what are you going to do? There's no way to get past an issue within yourself without taking it head on. Without trying to fix it, taking the steps, going to therapy, talking, even if you're not talking to a therapist, even if you're talking to peers, family, whoever, so much of the time people are bottling shit in and that's what breaks their confidence. Or they think their problem sounds stupid and nobody's gonna listen to them or people are gonna laugh at them. Let people laugh at you. People laugh at me all the fucking time and not in a good way. Trust me. People make fun of my life on a daily basis but I'm still here. I'm still doing what I love to do. I'm still here talking about sex. I'm still posting the pictures I want. I'm still dating who I want. I'm still fucking who I want. I'm still doing all of the things that I want to do in my life for me. And once you get to that point, it is such a fucking liberating feeling, but you have to take a look at what is holding you back. Is it other people? Is it yourself? You have to really dissect the problem and find out why you're not confident. Is there a part of your body that you're not confident about? I'm the first to admit I hate my fucking tits. Pregnancy fucking destroyed them and I fully intend on getting a boob job. Do you know how many people have shit on me for that? Hell, last week I got Botox and I had dozens of DMs because I was open and honest about it on social media. So many people came for me, specifically men, which I find kind of odd. Men that have no experience with any kind of cosmetic procedure telling me that it's a terrible idea. It's disgusting. I'm going to ruin my face. Guess what? It's a week. Yeah, a week later. If I would have never told anyone that I had work done, nobody would fucking know. I made the decision that there were very, very small things that bothered me that I knew as I got older would get worse and would break my confidence down. So I chose to fix it. I chose to nip it in the butt. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's no shame in doing the things that you have to do and doing what feels right for you to gain that confidence. If it's one less wrinkle I have to edit out of a picture, so be it. I'm happy with it. That's my decision. That's my choice. And everyone else can fuck off. So please, (laughs) If there's any advice that you can get out of this rambling, it's tell everyone to fuck off. Do you? Don't give a shit about who makes fun of you. Don't give a shit about what people say. Every It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how perfect you are. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you try to please. There are always going to be people that are going to drag you down. It does not matter who the fuck you are. So do you. Like I said, I got a lot of questions that came in. I answered as many as I could that weren't too off the wall and crazy. Actually, those were more requests than actual questions, so they were promptly ignored. But some of these did make me really think, especially the confidence one. It made me kind of look back and appreciate how far I've come. And I do wish that for everyone. Getting to a point of being at peace with yourself is – such a fantastic feeling. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I have my days where I am just disgusted with myself and it's a work in progress. It always is. But I hope at least someone got something out of these questions being answered. Like I said, a lot of these are specific to each person or each couple, especially in the sex world. Everything is just very unique to The person who's asking this question and I don't have a magic answer for them, especially when it's a question asked through social media and it's somebody that I don't know personally. It's very hard to really dissect that. But taking that time to communicate, even with yourself, to find out what you like, what you want is so important. And a lot of people ignore that because they feel ashamed or embarrassed or they feel like it's not important. And your sexual health is just as important as any other aspect of your health. And it does piggyback off of your mental health, off of your physical health, off of your emotional health. They're all connected. And it is important to not ignore that side of things. So I, I hope you enjoyed me making fun of myself this week for dreaming about blowjob guy. I cannot wait for the realm of shit that I'm about to get for that. I'm sure more crazy shit will happen in the next week. There's never a dull moment. I will be running some more polls on social media to find out more about what you guys want to hear about. In the near future, there are some ideas in the works, but I want to get some feedback as well. So stay tuned and I'll see you next week.